1: Welcome to the DFS MLB podcast Friday edition for tonight's MLB schedule. Here hi there, baseball fans. I'm Paul Bruno and I'm joined, as always, by John McKechnie. We are coming at you today with our best recommendations for your FanDuel rosters for Friday's games. John, as always, I'd like to turn to you for any observations you'd like to share before we get going.
2: I'm really looking forward to this weekend slate, especially after kind of what what I saw throughout the week, this week, it's been a really kind of exciting week, a lot of, you know, four-game series and and so on. Uh, Last night, I was lucky enough to catch uh, some of that Seattle rally out in San Diego, where where the Mariners were able to score, I believe, nine runs with two outs, uh, which was pretty unbelievable. They ended up uh, putting up a ton of runs on the Padres, and the Padres actually had a 12-2 12-2 lead. So that kind of shows you that they're hitting a little bit as well. So Seattle's got all this momentum now, and now they're going down to Texas this weekend for a showdown uh, with the Rangers, Who, and I think they're only like a half game back of the Rangers at this point. So that's going to be, you know, I know it's only June, but that's kind of a big series, so I'm looking forward to that. Do you have any series you're looking forward to this weekend?
1: Well, of course, you and I are both AL East guys with Baltimore and Toronto, our particular sure. affiliations, and I love what your guys did to the Red Sox the last couple of days. Maybe you should <laughs> Them down a little bit and wore out that bullpen so that the Jays can finish them off this weekend in a critical series in Boston mm-hmm. uh, that begins with a tasty matchup tonight with David Price against R.A. Dickey, so I'll be tuned into that one, and and it, I'll be talking about this a little bit more in depth later, but we can certainly knock around the idea that I, I didn't like the the David Price signing from the Red Sox point of view at the beginning of the season, John, before we went to air, I, I pointed out to you that I thought that was one of the worst landing spots for price. Sure, the Boston offense is going to score a lot of runs as they as they have shown to date, but i don 't know about him as a left-handed pitcher with the uh, green monster over his shoulder there and a, and a bunch of righty mashers uh, in this division lining up to, ta- to tattoo him repeatedly over there. And that's, that's a part and parcel of the, the high ERA that he carries into this matchup, John. But uh, uh, that's my two cents on him. I, I just think he would have been better served to sign up, up, up in, uh, in New York with the Yankees even, with the, with the uh, uh, park dimensions there, more favorable to him in that lefty-righty kind of a matchup. What do you think?
2: Yeah and go, going to Boston too or or basically staying in the AL East uh basically guaranteed that he'd kind of had two spurned ex teams that he'd be facing you know 18 19 times a year. I mean we we kind of, the Rays are kind of the forgotten team of the AL East sometimes uh because they they don't have the same sort of offensive production uh that the other teams do but I mean I feel like they they definitely want a piece of David Price, and you know that the Blue Jays don't forget about that either. So I think that uh, tonight's game is definitely going to be very interesting uh, with Toronto facing off against him. I, I think that was, like you said, kind of a curious landing spot for him. I think the uh, Blue Jays probably take advantage of that tonight.
1: John, there's a whole host of high-end starters on tonight's slate of uh, starting pitchers. So why don't we get into the matchups that we see on, on the Friday schedule? And, of course, we'll remind our listeners that we're not covering the D-backs versus Cubs game with that 2-20 start. So go ahead and take the first five, and then I'll, I'll chime in with the next group.
2: <laughs> Every week we, we miss out on, on playing some Cubs picks, but, you know, <laughs> it's just the way it goes sometimes. But, uh, yeah, starting us off uh, tonight, we're, we're going to have the Angels... Uh, with Jared Weaver on the hill heading out to Pittsburgh to face Francisco Liriano and the Pirates. That's a 7.05 start. Uh, follow that up with the Yankees heading down, the, down to the shore, down to uh, Baltimore to face Chris Tillman and the Orioles. That's a 7.05 start. Nathan Eovaldi on the hill for the Yankees there. Then we're going to go up 95 a little bit. We're going to have Milwaukee and Jimmy Nelson on the hill going against Philadelphia and Vince Velasquez. That's a 7.05 start. Follow that up. We're going to have Kansas City's Edison Volquez out in Cleveland facing uh, Danny Salazar in his 2.39 ERA. Uh, That's a 7-10 start. And then we're going to have uh, the Mets throwing the hammer of Thor out here tonight's Noah Syndergaard down in Miami facing Tom Kohler. That's a 7-10 start.
1: Every time I hear Noah Syndergaard, I think about R.A. Dickey, and he's on the slate tonight, too. But boy, oh boy, would I like to have that trade back. Uh, the White Sox with Carlos Rodon and his two and four mark. Visit Detroit, Jordan Zimmerman, one of the top pitchers in the AL. Uh, for the Tigers with a 7-2 and record himself at 7-10. Then we got the rematch from last week. R.A. Dickey goes into Boston against David Price. That was a great matchup last week. Dickey started with five no-hit innings, but then he got rocked in the sixth, and and that kind of greased the skids for the Jays to wind up losing that game eventually, if I recall. But Price, as I said, is, uh, I think, an accident waiting to happen in this matchup home home field uh, won't be an advantage for him, I don't think, against a lineup like Toronto's tonight. <laughs> Washington's Gio Gonzalez three and three against Cincinnati. Brandon Finnegan one and four. Looks like the mismatch on the board tonight of all mismatches. Seattle with Taiwan Walker two and five and a three thirty one ERA against uh, a, a healthy Yu Darvish. We hope with a one zero mark and a one eighty ERA, an eight hundred five start. And Oakland Jesse Hahn, two and two against Houston. Doug Fister four and three at eight ten.
2: Alright, and then finishing us out here, we're going to have Tampa Bay playing the second game of their series out in Minnesota. They're going to have Jake Odorizzi on the hill facing Ricky Nolasco, who has a 5-2-8 ERA. That's an 8-10 start. And then we're going to head down to St. Louis. We're going to have San Francisco's Johnny Cueto uh, in St. Louis going against Adam Wainwright and the Cardinals. That's an excellent matchup of pitchers here. We're going to have that at 8.15s getting started. Then we're going to head out to L.A. We're going to have uh, Atlanta and Julio Tehran, their staff ace, who only has one win on the season, just some tough luck he's had, uh, going out to the Dodgers to face Kent Maeda uh, in, the, in the Dodgers. That's a 10-10 start. And then wrapping it up on the evening, we're going to have Colorado with Chris Rusin on the hill at San Diego facing Drew Pomeranz. That's a 10-40 start.
1: All right, John, let's get into this, beginning with your starting pitcher. Uh, tell us who you like. And why? And then I'll counter with my pick, and then we'll go through the rest of the lineups.
2: All right. Well, like you said, there's a lot of there's a lot of high price pitching tonight, and there's a lot to like with it. Uh, obviously, you know guys like Jordan Zimmerman or Thor, uh, but I'm going to go with Chris Tillman here at 8,500, uh, going against the Yankees. Uh, now, before you say this is strictly just a homer pick, there are oh, you a few read things. my
1: mind, man. That's
2: that's excellent. <laughs> I know, I know. It's fair to say, but uh, there's actually some factors working in Tillman's uh, favor coming into tonight. Uh, now, Tillman's a staff ace, and he's actually been pitching like it this year, unlike in 2015. He's been pitching about as well, if not better, than he did in 2013 uh, when he was an all-star. Now, I know Camden Yards gets the rap for being pretty hitter-friendly, but Tillman has actually done his best work there this season with a 2.04 ERA and a one-one six whip and a K per nine that's sitting just under 10. So those are pretty... Uh, bankable numbers that you like to see especially in, in a hitters park like that um, so you've, you toss that into the fact that the Yankees actually have the worst runs per game on the road this season sitting at 3.14 I mean worse than like the lowly Braves or you know name a team that's sitting towards the bottom of the barrel the, the Yankees have just kind of had a toothless offense of late especially on the road and if you think that their three run seventh inning last night against the, against the Tigers bullpen was sort of the, the turnaround that they needed, a Rob Snyder, RBI single type of deal that sparks the offense, I think you're reading too much into it. I, I just don't think that the Yankees can really get it going on the road right now. So I think Tillman at home is going to have a solid start, going to be able to take advantage of that lineup full of uh, more just old names that aren't producing uh, up to their billing right uh, now. So you know, I'm going uh, Tillman.
1: John, I think you nail it with the Yankees uh, description that you gave. This is, is indeed, to use your words, a toothless lineup. I've seen them in two straight series now against Toronto, and they just don't like look like a threat. I think they're already. They should all be look, already looking ahead to next year's free agency pool to really change things around. But the trouble is, they have too many fat cats with big contracts that that won't expire for a bit, and that's going to hold them back for a while. I think. I know. And uh, and
2: Joe Girardi was kind of getting snippy with reporters yesterday. You know, like, oh, do you want to make my lineup for me? Type of deal. <laughs> so so it's obviously that that the chemistry in that in that clubhouse right now is is a bit shaken up.
1: Yeah. No. Question. Well, back to the lineups that we're talking about for tonight. I'm going to go with my starter for tonight is Gio Gonzalez of the Nats. As I highlighted and when we were going through the the matchups, for $8,900, I think this guy's got the softest touch tonight, as it pits the second best team in the NL against the second worst team straight up. And uh, further to that, he has a nice strikeout-to-walk ratio that's better than three to one, and he's racked up at least five Ks in seven of his last nine appearances this season in fact he's just under a strike for inning year to date and that's the kind of numbers that I look for when I when I want to pick a, a starting pitcher that can rack up 50 points in an evening that'd be the nice cornerstone to the lineup I hope his opposite number for what it's worth is red starter Brendan Finnegan and he has not nearly been as dominant in allowing a lot of base runners and also nine homers in only 63 innings with that strikeout-to-walk ratio that's less than 1.5 to 1, which is not really very good at all. So uh, with that, before we go on, though, uh, we want to give thanks and a nod to our friends at FanDuel with a bit of a promotional read here, John. Uh, uh, they, we remind our listeners the MLB season is here, and that means Daily Fantasy Baseball is back So we invite you to go to FanDuel.com where building a team is easy. Just pick your players, stay under the salary cap, sit back tonight and watch your team win. Entry fees start at just $1 and anyone can play. John, I'm I'm fired up about obviously the AL East matchups, but is anything on the later part of the schedule uh, attracting to you? I, I know we talked about Kenta Maed a couple of weeks ago. Is he going to be the next uh, Fernando Valenzuela? Well, the bloom is a bit off that rose, and so that's part one. And then I've always been down on the Japanese pitchers in the, that come to the major leagues, but there's two guys that have. Uh, that uh, bucked that trend certainly we have Masahiro Tanaka of the Yankees but Mm -hmm. you Darvish has been one of those guys that has delivered consistently and uh, I hope he comes back healthy and we see if he can regain his former level of uh, competence.
2: No, it's, it's, it's really great to have Darvish back. Uh, he's definitely one of, my, one of my favorite pitchers to watch, so it, it was definitely uh, tough to have him sit out all of last year with the dreaded Tommy John. But now that he's back, I think people need to start talking about the Rangers a little bit more. I mean, you, now you have a, a front end of the rotation that, that features Cole Hamels and you Darvish. Now, you Darvish, uh, just a note, if you're considering him for your lineup tonight, he is going to be capped at around 95 pitches uh, so he's probably not going to be working deep into the game. Uh, probably, probably, you know, so that cuts into his win, win probability a little bit and his K percentage. But at the same time, you know, he's a guy that you're going to be looking, look, we're going to be looking at down the line later in the season. So it's definitely good to have him back. Uh, he's definitely a guy to consider down the road. Now, uh, how how did you end up doing last week in the uh, FanDuel uh, free roll for, you know, for the roto I was waiting
1: for you to bring this up because you finished in the top ten. I, I finished Finally. just outside, but you were in the money. So congrats to you, buddy. And, uh, you know, we've put up some pretty consistently good performances, but it's nice to see one of us back in the winner's circle. And uh, I, I was there... Uh, the week before so we have produced some pretty good lineups for our listeners consistently in this slot for the Friday games and I'm pretty proud of the effort that we've put out and uh, and the picks that we've made so congrats to you for your mm-hmm. your entree uh, last week and nice job sneaking it in there tonight for your your uh, self-congratulatory
2: effort <laughs> <laughs> I had to do it I had to do it it was my, fir- it was my first big cash in, the, in that tournament so now with FanDuel in partnership with RotoWire Has created uh, the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Championship, where FanDuel and Rotowire are offering an exclusive series of fourteen weekly contests for Rotowire readers, culminating in the final on July 10th, which is coming up now, which awards fifteen thousand in free prizes, including two thousand for first place.
1: Excellent. Uh, John, let's try to both get into the money this week, too. That'll be kind of fun to promote that over some of our peers. I like the way my lineup looks, and I I had a peek at yours, and I'm pretty optimistic for you, too. So we invite everybody to join over one million other users who have already won money, just like John and I. It's never too late to join, so come play with me every day over at fanduel.com. Go to fanduel.com and click the microphone in the upper right hand corner, use my promo code RWPOD and sign up now. We have a special offer for new users too. Get a free six month RotoWire subscription with a $25 deposit. You must sign up with my promo code RWPOD. That's over $60 in value for just $25. bucks. do not forget to use my code, RWPOD. FanDuel.com, where every day is a new season. That's FanDuel.com. Sign up today. Okay, let's go on with our position-by-position picks. John, who do you like at the catcher's position?
2: All right, I'm going to start us off with a not particularly flashy pick, but one that I I think uh, you will come into agreement with later on, just looking at your picks. I'm going with Derek Norris. Uh, of the Padres going against Colorado. Now, I know it's not a flashy pick, um, but, you know, he's a member of, of a lineup that's actually just been raking of late, and they, they've been doing it at, in Petco Park. Now, he doesn't have ga- Norris doesn't have gaudy numbers, but he is facing a lefty in Chris Rusin on Friday, and his best work in 2016 has come against Southpaws to the tune of a 250-302-500 slash line to go with three home runs. Now Rusin is better away from cores than he, uh, or better on the road than he is at Coors. But I mean, so is pretty much any Rockies pitcher. <laughs> so I mean, that that that's not really too significant of a number for me. Um, and his balloon, or his numbers, really kind of ballooned in May after a pretty solid start to the season. Uh, he averaged just 5.1 innings uh, per outing, and he had a 6.6 ERA in that stretch stretch. So, I'm not expecting like a ton from Norris tonight, but at 2500 you're saving some money and you 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 really love the matchup and the way that the Padres have kind of been keeping the line moving in recent days, and I think that trend can definitely continue, take advantage of the Rockies' really shaky pitching.
1: Well, and, and like you, John, I find this is a position where week-to-week week I look for value plays at the catcher spot, and I find, find a guy that I'm happy to put in, plug in there tonight. That's Brian Holiday, Holiday of the Rangers at $2,800. bucks. So we are both staying under the 3000 threshold here. I feel good about finding this cheap catcher who's hitting with a lot of pop as he's collected eight extra base hits in his last nine starts, and that's juiced his FanDuel totals quite nicely over that period as I looked at the game by game production there. He's also put up some nice crooked numbers with 9 ribbies and 8 runs scored in his last 10 starts so those also factor into the FanDuel scoring so if he can just continue doing what he's doing, should get a nice point tool out, of him, out of him tonight for that low price. And he also gets that a uh, nice matchup tonight against Seattle starter Taiwan Walker who's been rocked by nine home runs in his last five starts, John, listen to this, covering only 24 innings pitched. That's mm. like uh, going going to the hitting machine, it looks like, almost in the yeah. last little while for the opponents that face him. And I also a factor in the Arlington Park bandbox box with this pick, so I like uh, Holiday's chances of adding some more crooked numbers to the, what he's accumulated recently. We turn to your first base pick, sir.
2: I'm going to go with Miguel Cabrera here, and I, I know that, the, that sounds like a chalky pick, a pick that I've made before, but... Uh, I noticed that his price was way down to, compared to what I expected it to be, uh, especially going against a lefty. He's only 3600 tonight. So when his price is down that low, it's really hard for me to leave him out of my lineup. And it, I know that Miggy's numbers against lefties have been kind of subpar this season by anyone's standards, but I mean, we're talking about one of the most professional hitters in all of baseball. So, I don't really expect that sort of downswing against left-handed pitching to last. I mean, he hit 313 with a 550 slugging percentage against lefties last year and he's a, he's only at about half that production this year. And I I think tonight uh we start with the progression to the mean here going against Carlos Rodon in a divisional matchup. Uh 3600. I just got to go with Cabrera against the lefty. I think that those numbers uh it can just be kind of a fool's gold, like, oh, I'm going to avoid him because he's only hit against lefties. Well, think about it again, because it is Miguel Cabrera. He is going to bounce back eventually. I'm getting on board right now.
1: All right, and for my first base pick, I'm going to go with Matt Adams of the Cardinals for $3,100. Adams looks like he's fashioning a career year as he's among the league, the league leaders at his position in batting average and OPS so far in 2016. More recently, he's really been in a groove, John, as he's improved his contact rate while maintaining that power stroke that has seen him come up with eight extra base hits and nine ribbies in that span. He can also point to a favorable 5 for 14 slate against Uh, giant starter Johnny Cueto uh, that includes a pair of extra base knocks. And I told you again off the air, I'm not sold on Johnny Cueto despite his hot start. So I look at this as a matchup that should favor Adams tonight. And I find that the value is pretty low and it it allows me to spend some money uh, elsewhere while not sacrificing quality at a key position in my FanDuel lineup tonight. So your second base uh, nod, sir.
2: I'm going to go with Jerickson Profar uh, of the Rangers at 2,500 at home, Going against uh, Taiwan Walker, who you just mentioned has been giving up a lot of long balls. That's not necessarily a pro-fars game, but it's still worth mentioning about about Profar, and Profar is just kind of a great story to me because he was this uber prospect a couple seasons ago that kind of had two years go down the drain thanks to some some tough shoulder uh, injuries. But now with uh, Rufnet Odor suspended, uh, Profar has kind of parlayed a, a solid spring into sort of like a nice mini tryout with the big league club, and he's really taken advantage of the opportunity. He's hit 357 with seven runs and three extra base hits over the last week. And I think there have been rumblings uh, from the Rangers about keeping him on the roster even when Odor returns. So I think in Odor's suspension, I believe, is up tomorrow. So I think is going to want to leave one last good impression on Brian Bannister uh, before Odor is activated. Uh, and he's going to get that matchup at home going against Taiwan Walker, who has been extremely hittable of late. Uh, so Profar 2,500, I think, is a really nice combination of value and upside.
1: Well, and I see... A- Another tremendous value play at the second base position with a pick closer to home where I, I slide Devin Travis into Toronto into the lineup. 2,700 bucks, John. The news that just came out today locally is that he may return to the top of the Jays lineup as early as this evening. Uh, but right now, we can point to the fact that his return to the Jays lineup at all uh, about a week ago coincided with a team-wide improvement at the plate. Uh, as I noted, the club intends to put him into the leadoff spot soon, and that may occur as early as tonight though we haven't seen the lineups just yet. No matter, though, as he still effectively casts as a table setter in his slot in the bottom of the order before it turns over ahead of the big boppers. He gets what ought to be a good matchup tonight against lefty Dave Price, david price i've already talked to you with a green monster calling i don't like this matchup against a righty who can spray the ball all over the park but uh, he can certainly hit the reach the seats uh, in left field there if i may editorialize here for a moment i never liked the price signing in boston mostly because of that configuration of fenway park a team of righty power bats will tattoo him more often than not and travis could be in that mix tonight john uh what about your third base pick
2: I'm going to go with Nolan Arenado, and this is another case where I, I was shocked by the, by the price uh, here. He's at San Diego, so I understand uh, his his price comes down a little bit compared to when he's at Coors Field, but he's. He's at thirty nine hundred. That's seven hundred dollars less than he was last night when he when he hit a home run. So I don't know how your price can de- decrease by almost thousand dollars when you're when you're producing like that. So I'm going to go with Arenado thirty nine hundred. And it's, sometimes it's it's a good thing to just kind of check the numbers to see if these long standing uh, narratives hold up about ballparks. And Petco actually ranks 11th in baseball in park-adjusted runs this year, so that makes it actually more hitter-friendly so far uh, than the likes of Camden Yards or Great American Ballpark, both regarded as great kind of bandbox places where you're going to see a lot of balls be flying out. And there were a ton of runs scored these past two nights at Petco. I'm going to try to just jump on that trend right now. And it also, you ju- you factor in that. Arenado is not just a product of Coors Field. His home road splits are basically identical. He's going to mash wherever you put him. So he's not just a product of Coors like Keystone Light is. Uh, so any time you can get Arenado for, for under 4K, you have to do it. So I'm going to go with him uh, tonight, and I'm just going to roll with it.
1: Well, and I'm going to stay with that game and pick the guy who's going to man the, the hot corner for the opposing Padres tonight, Yangervi Solarte. Uh, has a price tag of $3,500, which I feel really strongly about this guy and this pick when I find that he's been raking at a three thirty nine batting average with an OPS over one on the season, and he's still only ranked as the 10th most expensive option on tonight's board. Maybe he's been overlooked because he was out of the Padres lineup for five weeks earlier this season, John, but he's come back with a vengeance, most recently hitting safely in eight of his last nine starts, which included five multi-hit efforts six extra base hits nine runs and eight ribbies i like his chances to pad those totals against colorado starter chris rusin who's the cheapest starter starting pitcher on on the board tonight and that's based on merit friends uh yeah on tonight's FanDuel duel price list so i like to jump on the on the success that solarte's been having and i hope that it continues at least one more game your shortstop pick
2: I'm going to go with Francisco Lindor here of the Indians sitting at 3500 a nice kind of mi- mid-priced option for, for a guy. And, you know, as we've, as has kind of been our pattern thus far, we've had some, you know, medium tier priced guys. So I think Lindor at 3500 should be able to, to fit into your lineups. And I mean, this is a case of a stud being somewhat undervalued. I mean, I think he's the fifth Uh, most expensive shortstop tonight, and he's got the potential to be, you know, in a top three type of uh, price range here. So he's got a nice matchup at home as well. Going up against Edison Volquez, who I've mentioned on this podcast before, is really bad on the road. His... his, Strikeout-to-walk ratio is almost exactly 1-to-1, and his ERA sits at 6.55, and his whip is uh, close to 2 as well on the road. So I think the Indians have a chance to knock Volquez around a bit tonight, and I think Lindor is going to be a driving factor behind that. Uh, And he's at home. Uh, He hits uh, uh, 320 with an 853 OPS at home this year, so I think he's definitely due for a a solid evening here.
1: Well, and I'm going to stick with the Padres. I think this is the first time I've had... Even one Padres. This is is a
2: record. Yeah,
1: uh, all season. So uh, I'm going to go with Alexi Ramirez for twenty eight hundred dollars, saving some more money so I can pad my outfield with some boppers, some veteran guys. I stick with the Padres roster and tabbing Ramirez here because he enters play tonight on quite a tear, John, having notched twelve hits in his last thirty four at bats over nine games, and that includes all three of his home runs so far this season. So we've seen a little bit of pop from him. Uh, That was. uh, not detectable early in the season as part of this stretch. That's only seen him strike out three times. So the ball's in play. I expect that he'll no ha- have no trouble to, to add to his contact rate tonight with some success against Rocky starter Rusin, whom I've already noted as the least imposing pitcher on tonight's board based on his 151 whip over 41 and two thirds innings pitch. So I like the, the combination there and uh, pretty good value at 2,800 bucks. Definitely. Uh, a nod in your direction for three outfield picks, John.
2: There is a there is a lot to choose from tonight. Uh, it was really kind of hard to, to boil things down to three outfielders, but I'm going to start it off Nelson Cruz at 4,000 uh, in Texas. So he's going back to his old stomping grounds where he has I believe 95 career home runs, which is way more than he has anywhere else. Obviously he played in Texas for a long time, but he's going back to his old stomping grounds uh, and he's Part of this Mariners lineup that has just been on fire lately, so I, I really think that Cruz is obviously a really big part of that, and he's been a absolute monster on the road this year. He he has an OPS of one point oh oh nine, and he has seven home runs away from Safeco Field. So he gets to favorite, he gets to not only take those sort of really strong road numbers, but he's doing it in his favorite stadium. And yes, he will be facing you, Darvish, for the first time in his career. But I'm not as worried about about going against you Darvish here because he's only going to be able to give them five, six innings tops, which gives you a potential of four plus innings, uh, to, uh, to work with against that Texas bullpen. Uh, I really like Cruz here at 4,000. I think, uh, he's one of my favorite picks tonight. Uh, moving down to my second outfielder, I'm going to go Adam Duvall of the Reds at 3,100. Now I'm not picking on your pitcher here, but I just think that Duvall has been, uh, just on a tear lately, and it's been sort of largely swept under the rug. He's flying under the radar. Um, he, he has a, the lefty-righty matchup at home at Great American Ballpark, and there is some inherent risk here because Duvall is a bit of a boomer-bust guy where he can kind of put up huge numbers and then follow him up with goose eggs. But lately, those goose eggs have been fewer and far between, and he's been able to just mash in in clusters and put up big numbers on consecutive nights. And I really like him to do that. Again, he has so much power potential. I believe he's up to 14 home runs on the year. And he's hit seven at home, seven on the road. I like Duvall at 3,100. And then uh, my third outfielder, I'm going to go with Mark Trumbo at 3,600, going against Nathan Eovaldi. And if you're worried about the righty-righty matchup here, don't be. Trumbo actually has reverse splits against righties this year, crushing them to a tune of a 9.53 OPS with 11 of his 17 home runs coming against righties. So you toss in the fact that he's obviously extremely comfortable at Camden Yards. He's been on a hot streak. 3600 is not that much to pay for that sort of power upside. So I'm going to go with Trumbo here as well,
1: John. I-, I told you when we were off the air. I loved the addition of Trumbo, Trumbo in in Camden Yards and the Orioles. It's been lineup. huge. Uh, that was Taylor. That's Parks Taylor made to this guy and he's taken full advantage so far this year and uh... you wonder how long it can last but boy you gotta be enjoying the ride so far
2: absolutely
1: uh... i'll counter with my three outfielders which include a homer pick, but I'm going to justify it easily right off the top, John. I'm going to go with Jose Bautista of the Jays for 4100 bucks. This is an easy pick for me because I lean heavily on the history of success that Joey Bats has enjoyed against Price, which includes a career-best six homers and an OPS of 1.167 in a large sample of 64 plate appearances. That is full of big numbers across the board for, for uh, Jose Bautista. Throw in the fact that the friendly confines of Fenway Park provide a stage in the series opener where the stakes are high and have every, I have every confidence that the Jay slugger will once again rise to the occasion. I don't think we'll see a bat flip because when he hit the <laughs> home run off Price last week, he just put his head down, dropped the bat, circled the bases, and showed a lot of respect to, to Price. But I think Good. the ball may well leave the yard again tonight in this confrontation. So just like it did last week when they hooked up, and so uh, I, I'm hoping for it. I'm pulling for hard for Joey Bats tonight for forty-one hundred bucks. Then my second guy Lorenzo Cain for thirty-six hundred dollars. I'm thrilled when I see a, pl- a price like this on a number three hitter for any major league batting order. When, I- when that guy's coming into this game, counting five multi-hit efforts in his last six starts, Kane can also point to a fine eight for 20 history against Indian starter Danny-, Danny Salazar, who's enjoyed a fine start to his campaign. But what makes Kane even more attractive for me is that he already has eight homers and 34 ribbies in the bank. That's well ahead of any career pace uh, that we've seen. I expect career highs in both categories, and he has a good chance to pad those numbers tonight. And -hmm. finally, I'm going to go with Jason Wirth of the Washington Nationals. His price is creeping up in recent weeks. I I round out my lineup with this veteran because I think he's steadily putting together building blocks that indicate an eventual return to the heights of success he enjoyed a couple of years ago before a rash of injuries uh, sidelined in the last two seasons, John.
2: Mm -hmm. Most
1: recently, he's flashed that power stroke, counting two homers in his last Four games while driving in six runs along the way so he comes in on a hot streak too and as far as tonight's matchup goes it should be favorable favorable news for him against uh, Reds lefty Brandon Finnegan who has also shown the aforementioned penchant for serving up the long ball this season so that's our lineups John but let's take a look back and uh, come up with your pick of the day before we sign off tonight
2: I'm going to go with Nelson Cruz I just think that the Mariners are too hot to be slowed down tonight and they're I mean if they can put up a huge run production in Petco. I I know for a fact that they're going to be able to do it at, at Globe Life Park down in Arlington. Uh, And then, you know, the, the stakes are high, kind of like you've mentioned with some other series this weekend. It's, it's a battle for first place down in Texas, actually. That's going to be a really interesting race the rest of the way. So this is kind of like an early season, but, Still pretty pivotal series. I think Cruz is going to be a big factor uh, behind the Mariners taking uh, game one of that series tonight. And, you know, it just makes me feel better knowing that they're not going to have you, Darvish, out there at their disposal for seven-plus innings. So I think Cruz is going to be able to get not only to Darvish but to those relievers as well. So $4,000, Nelson Cruz, lock it in. Well, and I'm going
1: to counter with Solarte of the Padres for 3500 bucks. I've stated that I feel really good about this pick because of how hot he's been and the fact that he faces the weakest pitcher on tonight's board. In my version of uh, FanDuel version of Rock, Paper, Scissors, John Hot beats cold every time. So for me, this is an easy pick and uh, one that may fly under the radar in terms of a relatively low price tag associated with him when you consider the others at that position. Mm -hmm. So there you have it for John McKechnie. I'm Paul Bruno, and we wish you good luck with your FanDuel picks. Come back to listen to our podcast on a daily basis to get an edge on the competition. So long, everybody.